On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have the co-founder of Decibel Ads, Jeremy Sunny. Now, we usually talk about Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, those types of ads, but not this time. We're diving into audio ads. It's going to be super new and coming up on the horizon, but being able to place audio ads and shoot Spotify, podcasts, other streamings, Pandora, you name it. If it's got audio, you can probably place an ad there. So if you're looking to diversify your acquisition channels, you do not want to miss this one. Buckle up, tune in. Let's get ready for some audio ads. And I'm working with bigger and bigger clients. You know, I've been lucky enough to launch a number one global viral song on Spotify, right? Which was a really cool experience. I've worked with Fortune 500 startups, e-commerce stores, you know, in the last year, scaled an e-commerce store from uh, zero to a million in revenue in six weeks, which was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of opportunity to work on different projects, but one thing that I kind of started to notice, especially as I was doing more of this multi-channel, you know, running TV ads even and stuff like that is, like audio is this super overlooked platform, but you dig deep and it's still like a $29 billion a year uh, industry, right? But it's absolute dinosaur age. You know, you end up calling uh, account executives and spending like five grand or something like that on like, you know, a, a one month run with your local radio station, right? And like. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. I'm your host today, Dylan Carpenter in the house, and I have a special guest for y'all today. You know, we usually talk about Facebook, YouTube, Google ads, but not today. We're doing something really different, some audio ads. Now, with that being said, our guest, Mr. Jeremy Sunny, is the co-founder over at Decibel Ads. Now, while this is a new venture for him, he's a heavy hitter in the Facebook ads game. He's worked with huge brands, easily responsible for spending over $10 million a year in ads. So he's a big hitter out there when it comes to the advertising direct response game. So while I continue to hype this guy up, he's also a good friend of mine. We had some good tacos a couple of weeks ago. But Jeremy Sani, that's good, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I really Not appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. You're in Hawaii, aren't you? I, I am in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, you for... Like, if we want to check off the, like, millennial hipster trifecta, you can throw a digital nomad into the <laughs> mix as well. Um, but, yeah, I was in Austin. I managed to, like, leave, like, four days before, like, the snowocalypse hit. Um, now I'm in Hawaii, which is it's pretty nice. There's, there's no snow, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's super nice. Well, shit, man. Give everybody an idea of kind of, you know, your background, what you're getting into these days, just so people have some context before we get to the nitty gritty. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, uh, as, as I was introduced, um, you know, I'm mostly a media buyer. I have been uh, for about 10 years now, uh, started with Facebook ads back in 2011, uh, which was crazy early. The first Facebook ad I actually ran, I posted onto my personal like profile and then hit the boost post button from there. 
which is, is pretty crazy to think like how far it's evolved um, from then to now. Um, you know, at the time I was trying to like advertise a startup that I was working on with some buddies that was basically like Kickstarter, but worse. Um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately it didn't really get much traction. Uh, we, were, we were able to get a lot of users though, right? And because like I was the business idea guy, which is like code, startup code for useless um, at the time, you know, but I had the idea. My buddies were software engineers and we were kind of like collaborating on it. I was like, well, shit, I got to like, you know, I got to make myself useful here. So I started trying to figure out digital marketing, digital advertising, um, you know, started with Facebook ads, got some success there, um, was running for that, you know, even after we got out of college for a little while and then was kind of like, okay, I got to, you know, that, that project wrapped up when it was obvious it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and so then I uh, was like, well, well, what do I do now? You know, um, and I was talking to some of my buddies who also had startups and like, hey, you know, can you run Facebook ads for us? Like, I know you've been doing it for yourself. Like, I was like, yeah, sure. And that's kind of where this all started. And, you know, it's taken a lot of twists and turns over the last 10 years. You know, I've mostly been self-employed except for like, you know, one stint in-house um, as like a director of marketing for an Icelandic financial tech startup, which is pretty crazy. It was cool to go to Iceland. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've worked for all sorts of brands, um, you know, doing all sorts of things, right? So it's not just Facebook ads I do. I do like a pretty significant amount of like programmatic advertising buys, um, you know, outdoor, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, all sorts of stuff, right? And so over the years, um, you know, I've kind of evolved from, I mean, Facebook's like, you know, still significantly like most of what I did. Um, up until, you know, pretty recently. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been kind of evolved into this like Swiss army knife of media buying, you know what I mean? But still staying in that like media buying world, um, you know, especially digital, um, <clears throat> which is kind of where where like this all, all came from, you know? So as I've, I'm going and I'm working with bigger and bigger clients, you know, I've been lucky enough to launch a number one global viral song on Spotify, right, which was a really cool experience. I've worked with Fortune 500 startups, e-commerce stores, you know, in the last year, scaled an e-commerce score from uh, zero to a million in revenue in six weeks, which was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, had a lot of opportunity to work on different projects. But one thing that I kind of started to notice, especially as I was doing more of this multi-channel, you know, running TV ads, even and stuff like that is, like audio is this super overlooked platform, but you dig deep and it's still like a $29 billion a year uh, industry, right? But it's absolute dinosaur age. You know, you end up calling uh, account executives and spending like five grand or something like that on like, you know, a, a one month run with your local radio station, right? And like, you're like, what do I get out of it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Like it played this number of times, like that sort of thing, you know? And, and, there's just this massive opportunity there. And so what I, I started working on was like, you know, is there is there a way that we can make this a better experience? And, you know, found out that there was and founded uh, Decibel Ads, right, um, with a partner. And so Decibel Ads is like a self-serve audio ad buying platform, um, you know, kind of trying to bring that Facebook or Google buying experience to audio. Um, and so we have like radio inventory, podcast inventory, um, and then like streaming services like Spotify and Pandora. Um, one of the cool things though, that we've 
been able to do and kind of sets us apart is number one, that it's all self-serve. Number two, that there's no minimum, right? So instead of laying out three grand, you can just do like $10 a day is literally the smallest amount. Um, so pretty approachable for most brands. Um, but, you know, we've even done stuff like created a conversion pixel. We'll have a Shopify connection coming out soon that can actually like track for e-commerce. And so, you know, we really think that this this medium that's exploding and, and has these like great returns um, for a lot of different advertisers, which has mostly been contained to either like super local small businesses that don't really understand what they're, you know, doing in many cases. Um, and then like huge, huge brands doing big national buys, we think that we're, we're really making more accessible and more of an option for, um, you know, kind of a lot of like indie run businesses and smaller agencies and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of the, what I've been doing up until now and, and, you know, what decibel ads is in a nutshell. So I got a million questions. It seems like Please. Of course, you're aware of that. Well, you know. But when it comes down to this being a, you know, an ad platform with ad policy, I mean, I'm kind of curious on what you can get away with. I mean, I, I don't know anything about audio ads. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I know how tricky Facebook and Google can be. So how tricky is, would this be? Well, so, yeah, that's actually been like an interesting thing that you bring up, right? There's, so there's a lot of experience that I've brought with like a decade of being a buyer into then like now running an ad platform. And I kind of really understand the like pain points that a buyer has. Um, so to be clear, I mean, I, I, w I wouldn't phrase it as what can I get away with? Uh, you're causing <laughs> me like a little like stress there, but like more so like, I think that with platforms like ours, um, where you have like real human support, which is a big thing that we've prioritized, um, you can get like a nuanced understanding of, you know, what's going on. So Things that maybe Facebook would reject out of hand as against policy, um, but obviously aren't against policy, like a lot of supplements and things like that, we're able to we're able to work with, right? Yeah. Um, like CBD or marijuana. Yeah, CBD we can absolutely do um, marijuana um, in some cases. So in Canada, for Canadian uh, or Canadians, we can do. Um, but CBD, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's there's hurdles there. You have to have like licensure and things like that. And there are minimum buys that are above that $10. Um, but yeah, definitely things that you can do with that to be sure. Um, I think that the more important thing is that you're going to get a real human that actually reviews it and listens to your ad and says, okay, this is above board. And if not give you specific feedback as to what, what to change so that you know how to like move forward and edit that as necessary. So you're telling me you don't have an algorithm to review your ads. Sign, <laughs> sign me up, man. Sign me up. No, no. <laughs> you are you are talking to one of the algorithms. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I think that like that's the big thing, right? Is that ultimately, you know, market wide, and it, it's an interesting point to bring up is like Facebook and Google have, you know, I, I don't want to say they've treated advertisers badly, but I think that smaller advertisers have a hard time getting support, and it's because they have an effective duopoly, right? Like the, it's the, basically those two control most of the ad spend on the internet. And we kind of think that, you know, that's not great for the consumer. Um, well, I guess like not really the consumer, but like their customer, their, uh, you know, clients, if you will, um, just because they don't then have to really pay attention to them. And, and we think that, you know, as 
this market opens back up, especially with like the privacy things um, going on with iOS. Um, and like, that's just going to be a trend that we see continuing, um, you know, that we can have a real, be a real differentiator um, in, as a platform by being there and actually being like a partner with our advertisers, you know, rather than looking at it as like an adversarial sort of relationship, which it feels like sometimes with some of these other platforms. So with that being said, when it comes to the different types of businesses, how Facebook's making it harder for, you know, the smaller businesses to make it work. I mean, who's the ideal business to sign up for this essentially? Is it somebody just starting out? Somebody who already has a proof of concept on other channels that wants to diversify? Mm -hmm. What's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think diversification is like a larger conversation that's been happening quite a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different use cases that like our platform makes sense for, or frankly, any, a lot of other platforms make sense for too. So like, um, with, you know, you're an advertiser that's looking to diversify your traffic, which you always should uh, be doing, right? Because you don't want all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to get hit with the band hammer by like Facebook or Google ads, right? One day. And suddenly, you know, you have to completely rebuild your ad strategy, your marketing strategy, all your channels are down and you're losing revenue and profit, you know, um, because Facebook like algorithm false flagged you or something like that. And so I think that diversification is always a good thing. I think that there's challenges for digital marketers around measuring that. Um, but for us, I mean, yeah, audio is a fantastic diversification platform. The funny thing that you see is that there's this like effect essentially where like, you know, just Facebook or just audio, right, on their own, like can get great returns. But when you start mixing them, and people are hearing you on multiple channels, it actually like increases each one's performance. Mm-hmm. So like diversification in media by actually has like an inherent advantage. Um, and when you're able to do something like, you know, if you have like a larger traffic, uh, if you have like a large amount of traffic, you can do stuff like even retarget with audio ads and things like that, right? Um, you know, so somebody sees your ad on Facebook, clicks, it goes to your website, doesn't end up converting, but now you're hitting them with, a, you know, a coupon or an offer code, right, on like a, a retargeting on audio, which is uh, really, I think, can be really quite powerful. Um, so I say, I would say diversification is huge, especially, um, you know, if you're already like got ads, um, if you're trying to, you know, if you find some success and you're trying to scale a lot of these like programmatic platforms like ours, um, again, you know, trying to be to be like not just super self-promotional here but like talking about just generally you know um whether it's us or like connected tv solution or something like that um i think you'll find that they're a lot more scalable right you don't have to spend all of your life banging your head against the wall like arbitrarily duplicating campaigns and ad sets and things like that there's not a bunch of like tricky auction mechanics around it it's a little bit more straightforward um regarding just like bids and budgets and and things like that um and then like audience availability so um i think that there's there's quite a lot of uh different use cases there and then for smaller especially like local businesses um that you're trying to like get awareness about so like you know people like personal injury attorneys or plastic surgeons um you know accountants and even like b2b audiences and things like that restaurants all of that stuff just local people that you're trying to hit people that you know, are inside of your demographic that are within a certain range of your business, this is perfect. You know, you can drop a pin basically on a map and say, okay, give me everybody within 10 miles, um, you know, that's between, you know, a 25 to 34 year old man that, I don't know, likes hockey, right? <laughs> like, or whatever. Um, so 
I think that there's like really powerful applications for local. And I think that with, you know, the complexity of some things like Facebook and Google ads, um, where this is just literally record an ad, slap it up, put in like your uh, audience targeting um, and let it go. You know, you can set it and forget it at like $20 a day forever, you know, and know that you're reaching the right people um, without having to, again, like do a lot of active management, a lot of advanced different like, you know, media buying techniques and everything else. And so what, what we're trying to do is kind of bring back some of the simplicity, you know, talk to a lot of business, small business owners and, and a lot of them, you know, they say things like, like, especially like the older school ones where it's like, you know, you used to have to just take out like an ad in the phone book or whatever, like that sort of thing, which is hilarious to think about. Cause we're like, you know, 25, 30 years out of that, but like, it's true. That is how they used to do it. Right. Or put up like a billboard or something. And it was buy an ad in the newspaper and it was just a lot easier. Um, you know, it's Facebook's kind of swallowed uh, local media, you know, and like a lot of these large platforms have swallowed kind of local media up um, and just the internet in general. I don't want to place all the blame on just them, but uh, you know, I think that it, advertising became hard when you're just inherently competing with national brands at the same time. And so I think that in some ways this can be a little bit like a return to that, you know, just kind of a, a an easier approach to advertising like a local business. So there's a lot of different use cases and applications, you know, whether you're a e-commerce guy trying to scale or your local business just trying to get the word out. Well, let's dive into some good use cases. Of okay. course, we're going to dive into the rich ad segment, aka what's working. So, I mean, what's working in the audio ad world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that um, there's, there's, diff there's definitely different um, sorts of things that are working, right? I guess I'll talk about, like, the platform level first, which is, you know, podcast inventory is blowing up. A lot of people are buying podcast ads. I mean, you've seen like huge, how many, you know, how many of you have you or your listeners like heard like me undies or Casper or purple mattress or whatever, right? Like all these Roman. big, Damn. oh, Roman, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All these big DTC brands that are like just going hard on podcast ads. But like part of the hard thing there is that those are individually you know, negotiated deals, right? Like for like a host to do a read. I think what you're starting to see is the ecosystem shift a little bit where um, you're going to see more and more programmatic ads on the podcast side, right? Um, you know, Spotify just announced like a new ad platform that they're coming out with. Um, and like a big, my, my speculation there is that they will be probably trying to monetize all these podcasts that they've been on a buying spree for, right? And how are they going to do that? Well, with programmatic ads, because you can't have Joe Rogan read off every single ad, you know what I mean? Um, and then the advantages of the programmatic ads, you know, where you can actually do third party or, you know, first party or third party um, audience targeting uh, around like in market and things like that and buy based on demographics like you do on Facebook rather than just the audience you're going to reduce waste, you're going to be able to actually track the performance of it through, you know, we have a conversion pixel, right, that you can put on your website, and you can actually see how many, you know, what your ROI is on your ads. Um, I think so podcasts are going to be a big thing, you know, the rate of like podcast content that like we're creating is just absolutely staggering. And it hasn't even just it hasn't even hit the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, in, in regards to monetizing that. So it's pretty much a wide open field as of right now. So um, I would say that podcast advertising is one of the big things that I'm seeing working. Um, 
you know, the other thing is, of course, like you have your like streaming um, platforms like Spotify and Pandora. They're starting to open up more and more, um, accept more things. You know, they used to have big, steep minimums now with like a platform like ours that connects to their API. You can purchase it a lot cheaper than you used to be able to in the past. Um, you know, from an ad creative standpoint i want to hear the formula i would even love an example on the on the on the hook right here yeah 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 so i mean it's it's definitely going to depend on the type of business that you've got you know i think that the big thing uh, the formula that i see working right is and you've got to remember you've got 30 seconds you know what i mean so it has to be fast um, I think that the big formula that I see generally working and and one of the things we've actually built into the platform, which is we have, you know, hundreds of different like Mad Lib style scripts where people can just fill in the blanks and then kind of run with it based on like whatever industry they're in. Um, but it's, you know, big attention grabber at the front, of course, right? Like saying like a really like, I, I don't necessarily want to say controversial statement, but like, you know, saying something that's going to actually like grab people's attention, you know? Um, can I give you an example and can I hear if it's a good ad? Yeah, please. So do you ever watch Reno 911? I have watched Reno 911. Yeah. All I'm thinking of is an audio ad coming in new boot goofing. Come stop by at your local Cavenders and get 30% off a new pair of boots. <laughs> now, is that something that would work or is it longer? Um, um, yeah. So like, like, <laughs> let me talk about like a specific example. So we've been having a lot of success with you know, um, a local personal injury attorney, right? Like you have to remember that our platform's like only a couple of months old. So we don't have like a ton, a ton of, you know, huge national like campaigns or anything like that going yet. But, you know, a personal injury attorney we're working with, right? Um, you know, he opens up his ads with like, basically like throwing a bunch of like legal lingo out, right? And then say like, does all this sound confusing? And it's like, yeah, because it's meant to confuse you. That's why insurance companies use this sort of lingo, you know, and I'm, you know, this attorney, and I'm here to help you sort out this lingo, and then ending with like a strong, like really repeating a few times, whatever the call to action you want them to take is. So in this case, it's the phone number, right, which is like a tracked phone number with call rail. Um, And then, you know, hitting that three times in a row. Right. And so that sort of formula with like attention grabber or controversial statement quickly, like kind of like explain like backwards explaining like why you said that controversial statement, who you are, what your benefit is, and then your call to action is really kind of the formula. Um, that's what we've seen like work, um, you know, and, and, and the, the great thing about that and what you know that we've seen great results from that is you don't have to be like a world class copywriter to make it happen. You don't have to spend a bunch of money on like production and sound effects and things like that in order to just tell like a good message and a quick pitch. Um, and so, you know, uh, uh, with small businesses, a lot of times you'll hear like, Oh, if I could just talk to my customer, they would see the benefit, right? Well, here's your chance. Talk to them. You know what I mean? So I think that it's just, it's, that's really kind of the basic formula of what we've seen work so far. That makes complete sense. That's a good example. I, I guess I wouldn't be the one to write the scripts, but hey, that's that, that's totally good. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, 
you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Now, of course, we'd love to hear about what's working and what's not working. So, I mean, what's a nightmare scenario in the audio ad world? Yeah, so nightmare scenarios. So the stuff that we've seen perform worse, um, if you ramble uh, about like your benefits, right, rather than talk about like ramble about your features rather than your benefits, I guess I should say, right? Um, if you get into too technical of jargon, if you don't have a clear call to action at the end, and maybe you just say your like company name once, people say, what in the world was that? Um, I would say uh, people that have, uh, that don't utilize the 30 seconds effectively, that um, you know, have large baseline is 30 seconds. The baseline there for 30, 30 seconds is our baseline. Um, in audio advertising, you do have different slots. We've standardized the 30 seconds because that's the most common slot, um, that we've seen. So, uh, that when I, when I reference that, I'm talking really about us. Um, so I would say rambling too technical, not a clear call to action where, you know, people don't really know what to do with your ad. Right. Um, I would say another nightmare scenario is, uh, you know, if you are way overly specific um, with like your audiences and like what inventory you want, like a lot of people will come to us and be like, uh, you know, I want to be only on these four podcasts, right? And like, that's cool. But, you know, you also only want to advertise in a town of a couple hundred thousand people. So, I mean, how many listens realistically do you think there are of that podcast in that town right and so a nightmare scenario for us is somebody that gets overly specific doesn't trust the demographic targeting um and ends up with you know like a hundred dollar cpm or something like that right because they're 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 pushing too hard in that direction um which is high but like we've you know you do see it sometimes where and and to compare the baseline is more like like $12, $15, right, is usually what we're seeing. So, um, yeah, I would say that those are kind of the nightmare scenarios um, from like a targeting perspective. But yeah, um, also just poorly recorded, like, you know, lots of background noise and things like that. You have a surprising number of people that are like, um, not at least going to a quiet place um, <laughs> in order to record into their phone. Um, you'd be surprised at like how powerful the microphone on your phone is, and you can actually get quite a lot done with it. But um yeah don't don't try and like do it like on your like bus commute or something like that you know what i mean um so yeah that's i mean that's what we've seen so far like from like kind of a, a nightmare scenario um i would heavily avoid that sort of thing and especially the rambling when if you don't have some sort of clear like what i want you to do next um that that's always always a bad thing 
And I think you see that with Facebook ads too, frankly, or any ad platform, just rambling, unclear copy with too much technical jargon um, and focused on features rather than benefits. Now, you brought up a point earlier saying, hey, if I want to be on for a specific podcast, I want the audience of that in a local city. Is that not so much how it works or does it or is it more of a, hey, I want to be able to hit generic marketing podcasts in the United States where the audience is 20 to 35? Or can I say, hey, I want perpetual traffic people, rich ad, poor ad podcast people. Or how does that kind of pan out or work there? So, yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is that it can work in any of those ways, right? Um, the best way of doing it is thinking about it like how you buy your Facebook ads, right? Which is let's focus on the audience that makes sense, right? And then worry less about the specific inventory. Um, you know, I think that you're going to get the best bang for your buck like if you just say hey i know that what this resonates with is people that are you know if i'm a real estate agent right i just want people that are in market reality in my you know city right and then just let the cards fall where it may based on um based on that and so i i think that when people try and get too specific about what shows they want to appear on and stuff like that which is is a little bit letting your ego in some in some cases in some cases it's people trying to like match the topic which makes sense but in other cases it's like you know sometimes i think people just want their ad to show up on the cool shows which is fine there's nothing wrong with that inherently but um you know i think that's where where people get tripped up to be sure man this has been freaking interesting man well give everybody an idea of you know what's next what's in the pipeline you know and you know, how can we support you there? Yeah, yeah. So the biggest thing is that, like I said, we're coming up with a Shopify, um, like a Shopify app um, to connect to the platform, right? Uh, one of the big things that we've been hearing over and over is, you know, how do I actually prove like the return on ad spend with this, right? Um, you know, post-purchase surveys suggest that there's a great return on ad spend. Our conversion pixel also picks up a decent amount of conversions. Um, it's not one-to-one, obviously. Um, I don't think anything is these days. But, uh, but uh, you know, a lot of there's a lot of questions about that. And so what that'll do is that's going to come up with like a sales lift metric um, where it pulls things like, you know, discount codes and um, where our impressions serve versus like where you ended up getting sales um, and, and lots of things like that that will actually hope to help close that loop for e-commerce. Um, that's a big one. But otherwise, I mean, if you all want to give the ad platform a shot right now, um, if you go to decibelads.com slash funnel dash, uh, uh yeah we'll uh do uh a free ad that we will make for you for your first ad right so if you don't love our platform you can take that and run with it uh and we can uh yeah and you can feel free to use that anywhere but we'll we'll make you your first uh we'll make you your first ad for free valued at 997 so that's a great <laughs> offer y'all great <laughs> offer <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> How can they find you on socials, man? Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, where? Yeah, yeah. so um, in on social, uh, at Decibel Ads on Twitter, um, Decibel Ads on Facebook, um, you know, on LinkedIn, Decibel Ads. Like, it's it's all pretty, 
there's not a lot of decibel ads out there. So if you um, if you want to if you want to check any of those out, it's a great way to keep up with us and updates and get inspiration. You know, we publish a lot of um, with permission our clients' ads um, for folks to get inspiration, as well as you know the scripts that we write and uh, other kind of like wit smart ways of you know being able to be profitable and scale your your ad spend with audio. Well, shit, y'all, y'all heard it from the source, the man behind the let, the man behind the box doing audio ads. I mean, this is killer, y'all. So, I mean, Jerry, man, thanks for so much for jumping on. This was super insightful. Yeah, I appreciate the time. Thanks for for letting me ramble. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you're if you're thinking about it, if you're listening, I know like a lot of people listening to this are e-commerce or you know startups. If you're looking for like a, a way to diversify and scale spend, um, give Decibel Ads uh, consider it. Right, um, give it a shot decibelads.com slash funnel bash oh look at that i messed up the cta <laughs> <laughs> no worries man. My own on, thank you i appreciate you having me thanks so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorad.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show Go ahead and leave a review and a comment. Share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, Zach at funnel-.com. Show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpoorad.com slash review. Thanks again.